0: Talk Back Matters. Mark is a social worker, and he kept a secret the whole time he was doing his work in Africa.
1: Parallel to my, my work, I suppose, was a steady addiction to alcohol and drinking. Yeah. And that became quite, I suppose, destructive in, in my relationship with my wife at the time, and just my whole life really was like all...
0: And, uh, and did you take that back with you to the UK, that lifestyle? I
1: by this stage, I suppose I was I was drinking quite a lot. My my marriage was on the was on the rocks. Like the amazing thing was all this time, although I was drinking a lot, I, and I'm so grateful it never went into my work. I never went to work drunk. I was always managed to to keep myself together. And I think you know people with a lot of alcohol problems. Most people who classify themselves as alcoholics actually do manage to hold down a job because it's they have to hold down a job to actually to be able to afford to have money to spend on alcohol. Yeah right. And I know that sounds awful, but I passionately I love my job. Um, but then in the evening, the only way I you, know, you could relieve that stress or the or the was start would be to to drink. So my marriage obviously disinterested quite quickly um, after that. I we had a, a daughter, um, and there was, that was quite a difficult, and grey period of my life. Really, it was. It became very self centered, very selfish. And, and when the drink restarted really taking hold, the paranoia was wasn't far behind, really. Wow. Um, anxiety attacks. I went to the doctor, and of course, doctors, great as they are, they didn't they don't always ask you the obvious questions. Like, are you drinking? It was like, oh, you know, you, you look like you've got depression, and, and they gave me antidepressants and um, blamed on my work, very stressful job, and they never really asked me. and I never told them how much I was drinking. Yeah, yeah. And then one day, the inevitable thing happened. I, I, I had a hard day at work. I got in the car. I had a row with my wife. Went, went out, got drunk, got stopped by the police. um I went to court. I spent three days in the prison, so I to go to the magistrate's court in the morning. So all the humiliation of all that, and it was spread over the newspapers at the time. Not that I was a, much of a figure, but just because it was what I was doing for a career. Yeah. And I still continued, I suppose... Downwards from there for quite a few years on and off, I was asked to go into on um, the odd AA meeting, and you know I'd be able to stay sober for a little while. And um, but I think there was always a big gap to me. It was just it was like filling this void, needing needing that instant gratification, and filling that
0: void. Yeah, yeah. But it never did. Did you have a faith through that time?
1: Not really. No, not really. I think I was I was searching. I I I, I envied some people I I knew who. Uh, I suppose we're uh, practicing Christians, and and in some of the AA meetings, you know, I went to AA, and and I think that was the first time I started to think, well, in AA textbook it says, came to believe that a power greater, the only power greater than yourself, I, I, human being, could actually relieve this craving. Yeah, and if you really, really want it, if you go down on your knees and pray, that that God will take that craving away from you, and. Once I started going to some of these AA meetings, I saw a lot of people actually getting better. And I thought, wow. yeah, it's very clever because when you go to AA, they don't mention God or religion or Jesus. So it's very, it's just, you can call your higher power anything which you want to to begin with. It can be anything. you no. know. But eventually, you, you continue going to meetings, you realise actually there's something going on here, isn't it? There's a, there's a spiritual presence in lots of these they call them rooms, a eh, meetings, yes. and I just started feeling relaxed. I had to come home. I started to pray for the first time properly, begged for this this like craving to disappear, the shakes to go away, and and then you, you just and then you just want to crave this normality. And I did very much believe that only uh, a relationship, an honest relationship, and with with God would actually. Solve those issues, and I still believe that today. And, and I, I'm, a, I'm a walking proof of that. Yeah, because <laughs> every other thing I tried failed. Really.
0: Did your wife stick with you through the prison thing, or did she leave at that stage?
1: No, she left, and it was like it was like I'm pleased because you know it was so self-destructive, really, and I think it wasn't it wasn't good, and I wasn't able to really stop at that stage. So she she went, and I'm glad she did, really, because it was it wasn't a environment to bring up. My daughter
0: in ironically, you went back to Africa
1: I went well ironically what what I mean when the sad thing was my mum when she passed on, she left a small amount of money or and I thought what should I do this I thought well I'm going go to go out I love Africa so i went back I went to Kenya. um I wasn't really drinking much by now I, I i i'd been going to AA meetings and I went to this beautiful hotel right on the beach front, and when I was there, I met um who's well, now my wife Christine, and christine was um working in the hotel. She was one of the managers there. And I was speaking to her and she used to say to me, Oh, you know, you must come to my church. I go to church every every other night I go to church and then in in Kenya the churches are open all night long and the church she went to there was like five or six hundred people and they'd be praying through the night. So I went to the church there and then um came came to the end of the holiday. I, I came back to England and I was just thought you know, what? I really missed, I missed the church. I thought I missed Christine. I um, got some time off work. Flew back out to Kenya. Two weeks there. Went back to church more. Um, went met the pastor there and um, pra- prayed prayed in front of a, of a church to be saved and and for the Lord to come to my life, which he 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 did. It was like it wasn't automatic, but it was. I could feel it. It was like just this like relief. Really, I'd been very open. I hadn't lied to Christine about my life. And I, when I was out there for two weeks, I asked Christine. She me. Wow. me, so, and she agreed. Flew back to England, and then went back about a month later again. Married her on a beautiful beach. But um, the cream is, not, is no longer there. It's gone. And I truly believe that's, that's a miracle, because only a paragraph than myself could take that away. I don't believe anything else could have done that.
0: Our guest, Mark, who is dry today, he's been dry for many, many years now, and continues as a social worker today back in the UK. Light and life from the Salvos.